I have a really low battery. I hope this doesn't take too long. Um, I'm currently watching literally two Olympic <laughs> games. So I'm watching the swimming and the gymnastics at the same time. The good thing about one of them is I can pause one and the other one right now. They're literally doing what? 1,500 meters. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I never knew this was a category. Um, the best record is 15 minutes. So I can watch this in between, thankfully. Um, I didn't even know that the, the Americans got in there for the gymnastics for men's. I'm like, you never really hear about them so much. But I love watching the Japanese and the Chinese face off. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> they're so good. Anyways, so this is a trashy memory. I, I like this. I hope you guys do too. Maybe I just enjoy it. <laughs> Maybe I should light a candle. I don't know. Um, I'm, I feel like this is going to be a distracted reading though because I'm also watching the gymnastics at the same time. Um, oh, he did good. But the other guy did better. The other Chinese guy did better. Okay, I did look up their signs. Okay, there's this Chinese guy. I think he's Xiao something. Um, Xiao, something Xiao Feng. I don't know. But he, he like does his hand. Like if you watch a video with him, He's number 116, if anything. He does it, like, every time he sees a camera, he does, like, his shows his palm and then does an okay sign. I'm like, what is this? And then you look up his sign, he's an Aquarius. And it's just like, why is he so weird like this? He's just so accurate. And then the Cap... Okay, I know. Okay, I'll get to it. I sort of got it. But then the Capricorn Chinese guy, which is, like, 119, he... I didn't know he was a Capricorn, but I should have known because like the first thing you see is how sharp his cheekbones are. Like, okay, all of them pretty much are like really buff and like sharp, but his cheekbones just like stick out like fucking knives, you know? I mean, it's not like all Capricorns have that. It's pretty prominent. But anyways, okay, let's go back. Okay, have you left? Don't leave me. Don't leave me. I swear I'm doing it. As I'm re as I'm watching the Olympics. Okay, hopefully this will be like a shorter page. Okay. Okay, we're gonna go back. Okay, pick a random category. Okay, and then pick a random book. Pick another random book. Okay, this is kind of official. Okay, pick a random page. Random page. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh god. Wow. <laughs> oh good job. Another guy. Okay. I know, I said. And then I told him as quickly as I could that Hanel of Kana had written to Avigil, Avigils, 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 family elsewhere. And so we wait now for word. Where are you going? He demanded. Oh my, it's finally a guy. Home, I said. I can't. Pester that man on the day of his grandson's homecoming. I left a message. That was all I could do. Well, I'm on my way there now to dine with them, said Jason. The old man himself sent for me. I'll see to it that he remembers this. I'll see to it he remembers nothing else. This sounds serious. What is this even about? Jason, be wise, I said. I don't know who am I. Am I a girl or a guy? I said. He said... He sent the letters on her behalf. Don't come like a tempest into her house with this. Be happy that he's invited you to celebrate under his roof. Jason nodded. 
Before you go, I want you to tell me all of it, he said. What those bandits did. Bandits. Wow. Oh my God. This guy got a 15 on the, what, the, what's it called? The beam? What's that called? Beam? Something like that. The vault? I don't know. It's not the vault. The thing where you like, there's a beam on the air. They do like, I don't know, beatboxing motion. I don't know. Okay. B-boy motion on top of it. Not the floor. Okay. Continuing. Jason nodded. Before we go, I want you to tell me all of it, he said. What does Bennett say? He flung her to the ground on her face. That's what my uncle said. What does it matter now, I, I asked. I cannot do this. I won't relive it. You go on. Find me tomorrow. And I'll tell you what, tell you if you must know. By late afternoon. These names. Menachin. And Shabi had come home. I'm so sorry. That's someone name. I'm butchering them. And almost all the young men who'd gone away. The house was full of arguments and recriminations. Um, Uncle Cleopas was furious with his sons, Joseph and Judas and Simon. They stood quietly by and during the lecture, this Japanese guy is very proud of himself. He should be look good doing it. Um, Joseph, James, and Simon, they stood quietly by, enduring the lecture, but confident with their secretive glances and smiles that they had been a party to a splendid thing. Jason, James would have whipped Shabby, but his wife, Mara, stopped him. What is happening? <laughs> I slipped away outside. Shimaya's house, little Isaac and Yaquim stood, wa stood, stood watch grimly. I think this is bad grammar. This is free after all. Watch grimly at a door that wouldn't open. Silent Hannah came up from the market with a small basket heaped with fruit and bread. He looked. She looked at me as if she didn't know me. She gave me a knock that was obviously a signal. And the door opened and I saw the dour face of the old serving woman before the door was slammed closed again. I went up on the street and down and towards the stream. There was now so little run water running down from the basins that the bed of the stream was gray. Oh, but he didn't do as well as um, that Hashimoto-san didn't do as well as the other Chinese guy before. But he still did good. Um... Gray, like everything else with dust. The sun su found sudden bursts of light here and there when the water still ran. Deep and secretive and slow. I went to the basin and slowly washed my hands and my face. Then I went to the grove. I knelt for a while and prayed to the Lord for Abigail. I knew I'd weep. And only slowly did it occur to me that weeping here was perfectly acceptable. There was no one to see it but the Lord. And I finally gave way. Father in heaven, how has this happened? How is it that this girl is suffering when she's innocent? And how could my blunder only have made it worse? At last, exhaustion came over me. Almost a, sweat, a sweet exhaustion because it pushed all anxiety ahead of it. And I collapsed on the soft bed of moldering leaves. I crooked my arm for a pillow and went ever to sleep. It wasn't a deep sleep. It was a kind of lovely melting into the soft sounds around me, the crunch of freshly fallen leaves beneath me, and the whisp 
whisper of those overhead. That's a run-on sentence, honey. Soon, I could no longer hear my own heart. The sweet fragrances came to me. Half in sleep, I wondered at it. That in this awful drought, all little things, fragrant things, still blossomed in the sun and in shadow. And these things were near to me. Did an hour pass, or was it longer? I had some sense. The sense of man who had to rouse himself and well before dark and be home again. But I didn't really know. I feel like this is nonsensical. Uh, I shifted and turned, and a small collection of sounds had awakened me. Something not usual for this place, or was it an aroma? A thick and delicious perfume. An expensive perfume. I didn't open my eyes yet. I didn't want to shake off the web of sleep completely because I feared if I did, it wouldn't come back. And how lovely it was to simply float here, trying to define this pungent aroma where I'd always caught that inviting fragrance at weddings when the jar of nard, nard was opened for the bride and groom. I opened my eyes. I heard the sound of garments rushing, rustling. I felt something heavy and soft drop down on my naked feet. I turned and sat up quickly, but I was dro- I was groggy. A dark mantle lay on my feet, and over it a heavy black veil. Fine wool. Expensive wool. I tried to shake off the grogginess. Who was here with me and why? I looked up and forced the sleep off my eyes, and I saw a woman standing in front of me. A woman against the backdrop of glittering sunlight in the canopy of leaves of trees. Her hair was luxuriously free. Gold on the edge of her tunic shimmered. Tunic. Tunic. Both, both her throat and long hem. Along her hem. Golden ball embroidery. Rich and, and thick. And from her hair and her garments came this ir- irresistible perfume. Abigail. Abigail in a wedding tunic. Wedding tunic. Abigail with her hair undone and flowing down, resplendent in the light. Slowly in light, defining her long, smooth neck of her her long, smooth curve of her neck and the naked flesh of her shoulders beneath the embroidered gold. Her tunic was unclapsed, unclapsed. Her hands glittering with rings and bracelets hung at her sides. All of her beauty blazed in the dimness as if she was a treasure discovered in secret meant to be revealed only in secret. Jesus. And there came the awareness to me at the last vista. Stages of sleep left me. She is here with me and we are alone. In my long life, I've lived in crowded rooms and worked in crowded rooms in crowded places and come and gone amid crowds and amid women who were sister, aunt, mother, cousin, daughters, or wives of other covered women, shotted women, women wrapped to the neck with their hairs co- heads covered, women swaddled in blankets or glimpsed at village weddings now and in the layers of finery beyond cause cascading veils we are we, we were alone are you confused i'm confused too <laughs> the man in me knew that we were alone and the man in me knew that i could have this woman jesus christ <laughs> oh my god and all the many dreams the tortured dreams and the tortured dreams of denial might lead now into the undreamt softness of her arms quickly i climbed to my feet i reached down for the mantle and the wooden veil that she dropped, and I picked them up. What are you doing? I demanded. What my thought has come to your mind? I put the mantle over her shoulders and put the dark veil over her head. I clapped her shoulders. You are besides yourself. You won't do this. Now come and I'll take you home. No, she said. She pushed me away. I go to the street 
streets of the city of Tyre, and she said, "I go to fling myself into those streets." No, don't try to stop me. If you do not want for yourself here what many men will soon have for them asking, then I go now. What is going on? What is going on? She turned. Is she pers like pro pros prostituting herself or something? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> she turned, but I caught her way her wrist. Avika, these are the ravings of a child. I whispered to her. How old is she? Her eyes were bitter and cold as she looked at me, but even hard as they began to quiver. Yeshina, let me go, she said. You don't know what you're saying. The streets of Tyre. You've never even seen a city like Tyre. This is childish foolishness. You think the streets are a bosom on which you can lay your head? Avika, you come home with me. Come to my house with my ma mom and my sister. Avika, do you think we've watched all these doings in silence without doing anything? We we've what? Grammar? I know what you've done," she said. "It's no use. I've condemned. I'm I'm condemned, and I will not starve to death under the roof of the man who's condemned me. I will not. I go on. Good job, girl. Like I don't know. You're going to leave Nazareth? I said. That I will do," she declared. "No, you don't understand. Your kinsman, Hanal of Cana, he's written letters. He's he's come to the." The, the to the very door this day she said in a dark voice yes and now and his grandson Rebun, and they stand before my father as for my hand she pulled back from me she was shaking violently and do you know what my father said to those men to hanel hanel of hanel and his grandson Rebun? he refused them do you think this broken cup he said do you think this broken cup is your pot of gold Wow! So the person that she's like, I'm restricted by a man is her father. Jesus, she what is going on? What is going on? She trembled as she drew in her breath. I was speechless. Hold on, this is stopping. Okay, I do not put that broken cup on the auction block. He said, "My father said." I do not put my shame in the marketplace for you to buy. Shit! Oh my God! What is going on? Holy shit! There's just so many things wrong here, but um, I don't know. I don't want to say anything yet. The man's out of his mind. Oh, out of his mind? Yes, out of his mind that his daughter Abigail has been handled, that she has been shamed, and. He would have her die in her shame. To Rubin Okana, he said this: "I have no daughter for you. You go." She stopped. She couldn't continue. She was so badly shaken that she couldn't get out of her words. I held her shoulder. Was this because the bandit like ruined her chastity? Like ruined her? What's the reputation by literally hitting her? Or like what? I don't understand. Ugh. Um, I held her shoulders. You are free of your father then. Yes, I am," she declared. "Then you come home with me. You live under my roof until we get you away from this place and to our kindred in Bethany. Oh, what the house of Caiaphas will take the humiliated and shamed country girl, the girl denied by her own father, the, her father who drove every man who came to ask her for two years. What? Why? Wait, what? What? I'm confused. And now has slammed the door on Jason again, and of Reuben of Cana, Reuben who put his pride away and begged on his very knees. Damn, 
you go girl these guys begging for you at least um i said and father <laughs> she pulled away from me i will go i won't let you go she broke into sobs i helped her you should not bar joseph do it she whispered to me i'm here with you take me i beg you i have no shame take me please you should not yours okay what does this mean like does she like why does she want to do it like what does this mean for her i don't get it like make this make sense to me does it mean like if he she he does it with her like he has to marry her now with whether or not like her father says yes what is going on I began to weep. I couldn't stop it. I knew it was bad as it had been before she ever came, and as bad perhaps as her own weeping. Abigail, you listen to me. I tell you, with God, nothing is impossible, and you'll be safe with my mother and my aunts. I suppose I'll send you to my sister, Salome, in Caper Nam. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering these names because I feel like they're real names. My aunts will take you there. Abigail, you must come home. Come with me home. She collapsed against me. Her sobs grew softer and softer as I held her. Tell me, she said finally in her smallest voice, You should know, if you were to marry, would I be your bride? Yes, my beautiful girl, I said. My sweet, beautiful girl. She looked up at me, biting her lips as she as it quivered. Then take me as your harlot. Harlot? What? Like her, your mistress? Like, because she can't marry because her father can't give her away? I'm so many questions. Please, I don't care. She shut her eyes as they flowed with tears. I don't care. I don't care. I don't know. I don't understand why she wants to do this. She's better off like escaping, but then I get, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, she don't say another word. I said gently. I took the edge of my, of my mantle and wiped her face. I lifted her off my chest and made her stand on her feet. I wrapped her veil around her and threw the end of it over her shoulder. I closed her mantle so that no one would see the gold-trimmed tunic underneath. I'm taking you home as my sister, my dear. Yes, I said, you will come home with me, as I said, and these words and these moments will remain locked in our hearts. She was too weary suddenly to answer me. Avigal, I said, you look at me, you would do as I say. She nodded. You're just another man telling her what she wants to do. <sighs> look into my eyes, I said, and you tell me who you really are. You are Avigal, the daughter of Shamayala, and you have been slandered, wickedly slandered, and we will make it right. What is she? What happened? She nodded. The tears were gone, but the anger had left her empty and seemingly lost. It seemed for a moment she'd fall. I held her. Avika, I will demand the elders come together. I'll demand the rabbi that there be a village court. She looked at me puzzled and then away as if those words confused her. This man, Shemeyaya, is not the judge over life and death. Even not, not even of his own daughter. The court, she whispered. The elders? Yes, I said. We will bring it out into the open. We will demand a verdict on your innocence, and with that, you will go to Capernaum or Bethany or wherever it is best for you. Oh, Lizzie has his best interest in heart. Her best interest in heart. Not that she wasn't lusting over her for like one good second. Um, she gazed at me, up at me, steadily for the first time. This is possible? She asked. Yes, I said. It is possible. Your father has said he has no daughter. Well, then he has no authority over that daughter. And we, your kinsmen, now have that authority. And the elders have that authority. You hear what I say? She nodded. Forget the words you were you spoke her. They were for me, for your brother who knows the innocent and suffering child who you are. I laid my hand on my heart. 
Lord, give to my sister a new heart, I whispered. Lord, give her a new heart. I remained quiet, my eyes closed, praying, holding her shoulder with my left hand. When I opened my eyes, her face was calm. She was Avigal then. Our Avigal before it all began. Come then, let's get to it, I said. No, you needn't go to the elders. You didn't do this. You will only humiliate my father. I'll go to Capernaum, to Salem. I'll go to Bethany, to wherever you say. I straightened her veil again. I tried to brush some of the leaves from her veil and mantle, and it was impossible. She was covered in broken bits of leaf. Forgive me, Yushina, she whispered. For what? Being frightened? For being alone? For being hurt? For being or for being condemned? I love you, my brother, she said. Does that mean like she means actually brother, or is that like a how do they call other guys? <laughs> I wanted to kiss her. I wanted to just hold her close to me again in purest love and kiss her forehead. But I didn't do it. You are really the child of angels, she said sadly. No, my beloved, I am a man. Believe me, I am. Yes, believe him. Believe him. <laughs> she smiled, the saddest, most knowing smile. Now you will go down to Nazareth before me, and you will walk right into my house and ask for my mother, and you will see for uh, see your father, and you turn and you come around. Uh, and if you see your father, you turn and you come, you run away from him and round about until you come again to our door. She nodded, and she turned to go. Why don't you take her there? If it's so bad, then like, what? I stood waiting, catching my breath, drying my own tears quickly and trying to stop my own trembling. Okay, thankfully that ended because that was like really religious. And why? Because I literally looked at the title and all right, you want to know what book this is? Okay. All right. The, the title of this book is Christ the Lord. The Road to Ghana. This is by Anna Rice. Okay. I have like issues with this because I'm pretty sure Anna Rice is a white woman. And so I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. You know, I just don't know. The perceptions, the perceptions of like different cultures and like what seems as bad or good can sometimes be really skewed. Um, and we need to put a perspective on it a lot of times. Even if um, in Western worlds, like certain um, restrictions on women really do seem bad. Um, you know, we can't really, I feel like you really have to see it from their side, even the woman's side, like how, like what works for them and how do they live with it and how, how much do they appreciate it and what they don't. So I feel like it can't commentate too much, um, like what's possibly happening, especially because it has to do with a different culture. In the sense of, like, I don't... And I, I don't want to comment on this book because this is a white woman's perspective on a different Middle Eastern, like, restrictive culture on women. So this is weird. I just don't know. Because I'm just like, oh, I don't want to say this is good or bad because I don't I don't even know if this perspective is, like, not only not, ac not only accurate, but maybe a skewed version or, like, overly dramatic to the sense of disrespect, maybe, possibly. So... Just gonna be a little cautious about that but let's read the summary you guys has anyone read read this this is published in 2018 2008 not 18 thank god this is in the series christ the lord number two number two this is the second book all right anna rice's second book in her hugely ambitious and courageous life of christ begins during his last winter before his baptism in jordan and concludes with the miracle at cana um, it is a novel in which we see Jesus. So I am Jesus. I am literally Jesus. 
I'm I that entire 30 or whatever minutes I've been talking. I am Jesus. 20 minutes. I'm Jesus, y'all. <laughs> okay, I was Jesus. But then <laughs> um uh, he is called y- y- Yushina Bar Joseph. Oh my god, that's his name. Is that his real name? Um, during a winter of no rain, endless dust, and talk of trouble in Judea. I don't know if this is historically correct. Maybe this is like really historically correct because it's in the category. Is this, is this nonfiction or fiction? I'm not sure. Because then if it's historically correct, I mean, we don't know. Maybe it really happened, so I can't put like, an opinion on what happened with that girl. Anyways, um, legends of a virgin birth has has long, have long surrounded Yushina. Yeshina. Yeshina? Yet, for decades, he has lived as one among many who come to the synagogue on the Sabbath. All who know and love him find themselves waiting for some sign of the path he will eventually take. And at last we see him emerge from his baptism to confront his destiny and the devil. It was like sex the devil? Like, <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, we see what happens when he takes... The water of six great limestone jars transforms it into cool red wine, is recognized as the anointed one, is urged to call all Israel to take up arms against Rome and follow him as a prophet's supper toad. I don't know what that means. Arms against Rome? I don't think Jesus ever promoted fighting. Like, I'm not sure. (laughs) As with Out of Egypt opening novel the road to Cana is based on the castle on based on the gospels and on the most respective new testament scholarship the book's power derives from profound feeling its author brings to the writing in the way in which he summons the presence of jesus all right okay not to mention that the testament and the gospels are all like third 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 based like perspectives on jesus's life written by many different of his apostles. Now you have a version of that as it's a fiction, nonfiction, fiction, nonfiction writing. I mean, the level of ambiguity that of like what possibly is accurate is probably very sketchy. But anyways, we just got religious. <laughs> I just imagine me like putting my chin on my like knuckle and like looking at you on my elbow like like on a table we got religious okay like what a 180 what a 180 from um literally last time so i hope you guys enjoyed that and i hope you guys slept well too i feel like something you can sleep to because it was like really bad writing i feel like it was such bad writing (laughs) and a rice okay maybe i'm shaming her but like I don't know, this felt like the run-ons, the incomplete sentences, like what's going on? Anyways, I say this as like a person who's not an author. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you're doing well, you're having a good day, you're having a good evening. Um, as always, thanks for listening.